0: Hello, everybody. I'm so glad that you uh, came back. We've been learning about uh, God's holiness. We've been uh, in this uh, series titled Holy, 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 and this is part three. And in part one, we talked about how holy God is, how scripture emphasizes this over and over and over again. And part two, which was last week, um, we talked about how those who repent of their sins and put their faith In Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and are made holy by the blood of Jesus. So today we're going to see that in addition to the gift that God has given us in making us holy, we are told by God to live holy. So again, what does it mean to be holy and how does it apply to us? It means morally blameless, uh, distinct from the common or profane. It is to be clean. To be pure, to be consecrated to God, set apart for God's purposes, character that is totally good and entirely without evil, separate from all that is sinful, it's upright and free from idolatry. So God expects us to live holy, morally clean, pure lives set apart for his purposes. D.L. Moody said, A holy life will produce the deepest impression. Lighthouses blow no horns, they only shine. So we want to be a light for the Lord. uh, Jesus calls us the light of the world and we want to shine for him. And did you know that there's more to holiness than just obeying a set of rules and regulations? The Pharisees, who were religious people in Jesus' day, did that. They were extremely careful about following every part of god's law but jesus called them blind guides fools whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones serpents a generation of vipers he called them hypocrites paul said in romans 10:13, for they being ignorant of god's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have submitted them have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God so the Pharisees were trying to make themselves right before God and they failed miserably Jesus talked about the character of the Pharisees are the religious leaders in the parable about the good Samaritan he said two very religious people just passed by a man who had been robbed and beaten and did nothing Jesus also told the story in Luke 18 of two men praying. One was a Pharisee. He was very self-righteous and proud of all the religious things he had done. The other person was humble, aware of his need of God's mercy and forgiveness. Jesus said in Luke 18, 14, he said, I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Did you know that there's two extremes with Christians when it comes to holiness? Similar to the Pharisees, uh, the first first type of extreme is you do everything right on the outside. You are perfect where and when people can see you, but your heart is prideful and judgmental. These Christians are like the Pharisees who Jesus talked about. We already discovered some names that Jesus used to describe the Pharisees, that type of person. We wouldn't want to be like them. These people usually have their noses stuck up in the air and think that they are more spiritual than anyone else. It's an attitude of their heart. They also refuse to be corrected by the word of God because they already think they've done everything right. And these people also get angry with spiritual authority. And you wonder why? Why is that? Because they're already right in their own mind. They're already doing everything right. The second extreme in regard to holiness in Christians is those that are, I would call, loose living Christians. You know, uh, they want to be cool. It's so cool to be someone that the world can relate to. Uh, They're covered by God's grace, so anything goes. There's no fear of God or his judgment. No reverence for his name. It's really cool to use bad language. It's cool to flirt with sex outside of marriage or or extramarital sex. Uh, It's cool to get a little tipsy, joke about sin, anything goes. Uh, Vance Havener has said, if you want to be popular, preach happiness. If you want to be unpopular, preach holiness. So preachers that preach that those things are wrong are not popular preachers. Uh, we had a man that left our church. Um, he complained that Pastor Cherry waited until marriage to have sex. He said he wanted to go to a church where the pastor had sex with a whole lot of women, a whole lot of different women, because when he became uh, before he became a Christian, so that this man could actually relate with the pastor. Uh, the Church of Corinth in the New Testament is a really good example of a church that was a really loose-living church. Um, they, there was a lot of sexual, sexual immorality and a whole lot of other things in that church. But this church did respond to correction. Paul corrected them and was very stern with them, and they repented and changed. I think that we can all say that we've drift, drifted to one extreme or the other or close to it sometime in our life or maybe many times in our life. But we want to aim for biblical holiness. We know that we're made holy by... Uh, through faith in the blood of Jesus but we have to honor God by living a holy life a life that's consecrated to God that is full of humility love and grace and reverence and awe of God and his word and his name after John the Baptist was born his father Zechariah prophesied about Jesus in uh, the NLT version in Luke 169, luke 1 69 zechariah prophesied he said he has sent us a mighty savior from the royal line of his servant david and then in verse 74 we have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve god without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live so our our uh, the plan for our life that god has set out for us is to live holy Now we're going to read some scriptures from the New Testament about living a holy life. As we read these scriptures, remember, we can never live holy enough to achieve salvation. That only comes through faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But we live holy lives as a result of our salvation. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18 1 Corinthians 6, 18, it says, Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside the body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Did you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit that in and of itself consecrates your body unto God for service, for for good things? So just to be mindful that the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you and that you're a holy temple for God and that any place you go, God is going with you. He's on the inside of you. Helps us to be mindful of the necessity of living holy for the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 7.1, 2 Corinthians 7.1, it says, Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and soul, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So because we reverence God, we are going to purify ourselves. We're going to perfect holiness in the way that we walk. Ephesians 4 22 says you were taught with regard to the former way of life to put off your old self so in other words the things that you used to do when you became a Christian you're supposed to put all those off put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness did you know there was so much in the new testament about holy holiness and holy living in first thessalonians 2 verse 10 first thessalonians 2 verse 10 it says you are witnesses and and so is god about holy righteous and blameless we were among you who believed so paul's talking about himself that when he was uh, with the Thessalonians that he lived a holy and a righteous and a blameless life verse 11 for you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children encouraging comforting and e- urging you to live lives worthy of God in other words holy lives uh, God who calls you into his kingdom and glory and then he goes on to say in 1st Thessalonians 4 verse 3 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 3. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. And we've read that many times that sanctified means set apart, means holy, means consecrated unto God. So uh, we could say it is God's will that you should be holy, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Not in passionate lust like the heathen, who did not know God, and that, mat, and, that matter in, and that in this matter, no one should, uh, should wrong his brother or take advantage of him. So walking in holiness includes walking in love. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, he who rejects this instruction does not reject man, but God who gives you his Holy Spirit. So God called us to live lives that were holy, not impure. In 1 Peter 1, verse 13, 1 Peter 1:13 it says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Those are really strong words from the Lord. He expects us to live holy lives. In 2 Peter 3, verse 11, he's talking about the end times. And it says in verse 11, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. In Hebrews 12, verse 14, Hebrews 12:14, it says, make every effort to live with, live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So God wants us to live holy. We can see that we have a responsibility. There's so many more scriptures like this in the New Testament, but we have a responsibility to live a holy life. So some of the things that that I read were that we need to purify ourselves, We need to put off our old self. We need to live lives worthy of God. We need to be sanctified. We need to control our own body. We need to be holy. And something that I've noticed is is kind of Christians sometimes like to set their own moral compass, uh, set their own rules and regulations or, or what they think is okay and what they think is not okay. But the only thing that should set our moral compass is the Lord. It shouldn't be the people that we hang around with. It shouldn't be our family. It shouldn't be our workplace. It shouldn't be a preacher. It shouldn't be a teacher unless he's teaching the word of God. God's word should set our moral compass. We cannot have God's word as our moral compass if we don't know his word. You would be amazed if you look how many lists of sins there are in the New Testament that Christians should stay away from, that Christians really actually uh, approve of in this day and age. So we need to uh, read the New Testament. We need to, you know, maybe that would be a good exercise for you to look at the different lists of sins in the New Testament and see if you've fallen into any of those. Some thoughtful quotes on holiness. Charles Spurgeon, who is a famous preacher, said, There never lived a man who was too holy, and there never will live a man who will imitate Christ too closely or avoid sin too rigidly. John Wesley said, who is another famous preacher, said, I am grieved with the loose walk of those that are Christians that have found discoveries in Jesus Christ there is so little difference betwixt them and other people that I can scarce know which is the true Christian. Tony Cook said, "If the God who serves, who, if the God you serve allows you to rationalize carnality, which means sin, make light of disobedience, and feel comfortable in sin, you are serving a God of your own making, not the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." Don't fabricate a God that your flesh is comfortable with. Charles Spurgeon again said, A holy life is in itself a wonderful power and will make up for many deficiencies. It is, in fact, the best sermon a man can deliver. And so those are lots of thoughts on holiness and how we should be holy. Next week, we're going to talk about God's holy name and how we can reverence it, but also how we can profane it and take it in vain. And I think you'll be surprised at what we have to share. So I'm going to close with this scripture. Ephesians 5 verse 1. It says, imitate God. So we know that God is holy, so we should imitate him. We should be holy like he is holy. Imitate him, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear child. Live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fool- fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. Live so, live as people of the light, or live as a holy person. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Verse 10 Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. And I'll just end with that today. Just carefully determine what pleases the Lord. This was from the New Living Translation, I believe. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think that was from the New Living Translation. But we cannot uh, carefully determine what pleases the Lord unless we know what His Word says, what His what He tells us in the Bible. We can think what is, what we can think our own thoughts and everything, but we cannot really determine what God's will and what pleases Him unless we read the Bible. So I just encourage you, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've never repented of your sins and put your faith in him and uh, ask him to be the Lord of your life, I just encourage you to do that today. God is awaiting for you with open arms. He wants you to be part of his family. So like I said, next week we're going to talk about God's holy name, how we can reverence it, but also how we can profane it. And how we can take it in vain. So I look forward to seeing you next week. Hey, you all stay cool out there. It's going to be really hot. It's really hot all over the place. But you stay cool and uh, stay refreshed in the Lord. Bye-bye.